Today, in between places, heads to the youth farm. Their mission to empower teens from different social and economic backgrounds as essential to building equitable food systems. I'm Monica Sandreski, and this is In Between Places. In the nearly 15 years in operation, the youth farm in Ithaca, New York, has brought hundreds of teens to grow and harvest vegetables, raise chickens, and sell them in communities that don't have enough access to fresh food. Their goal? To help youth understand racialization in food systems and other food injustice issues, and understand the environmental impact of our current food system. And instead, Director Katie Church says they teach ways it could be different, like organic growing methods and the teen's role in sustainable farming. All the conversations and ways that we're being be a space and an honoring for young people's voices, knowing that they're really the most important voices that we have right now. And then we give a chance to hear them and listen to them and value them and give them a space to critically think and ask questions and explore things and not have to be right or wrong or within a certain framework. Um, one of Dan's favorite phrases is that we like set the table. It's like, okay, well, here's, here's this information that, you know, cause we do have a responsibility as educators and adults to provide some kind of context and guidance and um, support, but also that education isn't, I'm gonna tell you how it is and then you're gonna say back to me, what I told you is true. Some of their days are in the classroom, talking with food justice educators and advocates. Other days are hands-on, cooking fresh food or taking care of the farm. And they don't shy away from the rougher stuff of farm life. Katie's fellow co-founder, Ann Piombino, is outside the barn today, teaching the teens how to respectfully slaughter a chicken they've raised before they give it a try. And as a warning, this is kind of graphic. The teens are pretty quiet as she takes one by the legs and inserts it head down in a metal chicken slaughter cone. Oh no, oh, it's gonna die. Okay, so if we could just take one, one moment to cut, could we like wrap the circle around these chickens? I just wanna take a moment to thank these animals for their lives and the times that we've spent with them. Um, We've, we've done our best to provide the best life for them that we know how to give them. And I think we should all be proud of ourselves for that. And I wanna just take a moment of silence to thank them for nourishing us, nourishing our bodies, nourishing our minds, nourishing our souls. Does anyone have anything else they'd like to share in thanking these chickens for their lives? He had a good life. Dead. Yeah. So, one of the things that... Oh. Liddell, are you going to be okay? Maybe. Because if there's a lot of... Um, it could just make it harder for everyone if there's a lot of other sound effects. If you're not comfortable with this process, it's totally okay. Are you, are you feel like you'll be okay with it? Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
in the anatomy of a chicken that there's a jugular on either side of their trachea and their esophagus. So on either side. So we're going to make a cut on either side to bleed them out. The bleeding out process is a less invasive and less intrusive process than cutting their head completely off, which is what normally happens. Once the, once the animal is done bleeding out, there's a sort of a natural chemical reaction of just what, what happens in the body when the, in the process of dying. So because this animal's no longer alive, there's like a certain amount of biological processes that still happen in it that make it move. They dunk the chickens in the scalder. And you can kind of tell, you can kind of see the water penetrate the feathers. Then toss them in a big vibrating machine to get all the feathers off. We're going to turn it on. One team puts on gloves, takes a sharp knife, and walks me through the evisceration. She's done a lot of chicken slaughters in her life. So can you walk me through what you're doing right now? Yeah. Anna walked us through earlier. So this is the, um, they're on the other table part. This is the um, evisceration part. So right now I'm just making a cut into the chicken so I can fit my hand in to gut it. Are you a vegetarian? No. Did you just become a vegetarian? <laughs> I am not. It's, it's funny. It, it, it happened since breakfast. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a chicken slaughtered before. Yeah, it's, it's a really, I think it's a really important thing to see. It feels natural at this point, and it's something I, I like doing. Really? Why? I think some people would be surprised by that. I think it's just, um, it feels good to be a part of the whole, it's just like growing food from a seed. It feels good to be part of the whole process of your food. These are the voices of teenagers that director Katie Church wants to honor. They recruit kids from all different races and income levels and pay at least minimum wage. They teach them about sustainable farm systems and involve the teens in decision making at Youth Farm. All the teens I've talked to said how empowering that is for them. And Katie says for Youth Farm, yeah, they do hope that some of the kids become farmers, but that's not the goal. They want kids to become critical thinkers who are resilient. Their vision of transformation is grounded in reality. You know, all, all movements or whatever call for change. And sometimes it feels like maybe that people think there's some place that we're supposed to get to that we're not yet. And then people are like, well, I'm trying to get to this place. Well, I'm trying to get to this place if you find and figure that out. And we're like, well, forget you. I thought we were both going over here. And like, that's not in agreement with my passions. But I think really that what we need to do is become resilient through change. And that the only way, similarly to like how any, any species, large or small, survives is through variation and through modification and evolution. That is like humans and beings that like we're not going to get to a place where we're like okay cool now we're here the change is all done but how do we become changers and how do we become resilient in the change process they believe that through critical thinking and openly learning about these issues we can begin healing our food systems the earth and each other 
Katie says one of the youth farm's core tenets is the value of meaningful physical work, planting and harvesting food, and experiencing the clear-cut cause and effect that happens in nature. So many of us are removed from the natural world, which removes us from these very like concrete consequences. Like if you don't watch where you're going, you're gonna step in a pricker. You know, like that's a real, there's no arguing with it. And you can't like, you can't tell a teenager, this is a consequence and it's made up, but it's like, this is a real consequence. And you really need to be present in your body if you're gonna be safe doing this job, right? And then how you work together and having something where you're like, okay, I worked really hard and at the end of the day, this is what happened. And the vehicle of growing food is like a natural for that. I mean, the farm is really just a, 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 a ground for, to give a context and a place for like conversations and work and growth to happen. And like what better way to do that than through growing food because everyone needs to eat. And then it's also like this power source all of a sudden you're like oh I can grow something and eat it myself is this is this different kind of power than the power that we're generally used to needing or wanting or missing but it's a very like calm deep power that every person can have. Farming she says makes your body of service and gives the teens a sense of power and surety. That's the case for 16 year old Zoe Klossner who says that working on the farm has been huge for her. Did you grow up farming with your family? No, I didn't. This is my second year working at the youth farm, Mm -hmm. so I'm a two-year farmer now, but I really love it and enjoy it, and I hope it'll be something that I continue to do throughout my life. Yeah, I just, like, loved it so much. I love being outside and, like, working with plants and all of that, so it's just kind of clicked and fit. Something that's really touched me is how... The farming and like the hard work that we do here can really bring a group of people together and like unite people among something that like may not have had anything in common and we suddenly become like a unit working together focused on the same goal in a really positive way and I think that's incredible. Yeah, have you like experienced that very much other places? Not to the same degree. There's like always been like some sort of division or like someone is not as invested in the other but I feel like here almost everyone is really strives to do their best work and work together to create something great and to help their community. In the words of Youth Farm, they aim to grow justice from the ground up. our show for today. Tune in next week for another story of connection, a pro bono law group helping detainees who are queer and transgender. In Between Places is brought to you by the Center for Transformative Action. Do you have an idea for innovative social change? Well, that's wonderful to hear. We cannot wait to connect with you. Reach out to CTA at centerfortransformativeaction.org. The show is written, edited, and produced by Monica Sandreski. Special thanks to Cornell Media Relations for production assistance. Music today by Wildlight. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 